What's up, bitches? It's me. I'm in Vegas. Shut up and put your money where your mouth is. That's what you get for waking up in Vegas. Been here for four days. We're having a good time. Decided to stay the remainder of the week. That's how good of a time we're having. My uncle's opened his door for us, and we're chilling. We're having a great time. It is 107 degrees here in Las Vegas. If you know me, you know I'm sweating like a fucking stuffed pig. But this episode is really awesome because we have my buddy Choff. We have a great interview, or not even an interview, like a sit-down conversation for about 45 minutes, have a good chat about everything going on in the world and being DJs and shit like that. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Colorful Convos with Nico, episode 9. Here we go. I grew up in the age of Timberland and Pharrell shit. Open the agent symbol in a Pharrell shit. I grew up in the agent symbol in a Pharrell shit. I grew up in the agent symbol in a Pharrell shit. Before we get into the uh, sit down with Choff, uh, which is primarily the remainder of the episode. I uh, just want to do my quick uh, new shows uh, to watch, and new artists, and then that artist spotlight that I've been doing. Um, with everything going on uh, with these protests and stuff, there's been a lot of really cool spotlight on uh, black historic artists and, and musicians who have changed and laid the foundation for the landscape of the music we listen to now. And the fact that Apple on, I want to say Wednesday, made uh, their browse section only black artists, only black musicians. That was an incredible opportunity to listen to some music that I had never listened to, uh, and as well as I'm sure for you guys as well. So uh, I think another way to support this Black Lives Matter movement and showing that you care is to listen to some of these historic artists or listen to some of the modern-day artists, because without them, uh, our landscape of music that we listen to, of art, of a lot of things that we enjoy uh, in America wouldn't exist without the con- contribution of these amazing black artists and black musicians and um, black historical figures. So another way to do your part is by listening to these uh, albums and stuff like that that Apple's been spotlighting. Um, new music in terms of today, uh, Meek Mill and Trey Songs released some music uh, in regards to the protests and all the racial injustice going on in the world. Um, Meek Mills is called Other Side of America, and then Trey Songs is called 2020 Riots. Um, definitely check those out. Uh, you can just hear the passion and everything that they feel in those songs. Um, it's, it's incredible. And uh, for artists this week, I'm going to tell you guys to listen to uh, AJR. Uh, they're Adam, Jack, and Ryan Matt. They're three brothers. Uh, who have been doing music now for almost five years, I believe. And I saw them last October, uh, and it was one of the best concerts I have ever seen. Uh, You can just see how much they care in their music and how charismatic and how much it means to them, and that's just something that I value in any artist, Uh, just someone who just values that moment and just gives back to the fans and is always going 100%. So AJR, uh, their brand-new album, Neo Theater, uh, is an incredible album from start to finish. The first song, Next Up Forever, and can't wait to see you again, the last song. 
incredible, incredible like orchestral renditions and just lots of noises. And I'm a sucker for songs that have a tons of noises in them and stuff like that. So uh, check out AJR. They have In the Living Room is one of their albums as well. And you probably know them from their songs like I'm Ready, though, like I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm that. But like they're not like that anymore. You know, they kind of they kind of try to shy away from uh, those old songs and stuff and kind of have found this new sound that they've been working on uh this new song that they released bang uh exclamation point bang uh, <laughs> uh at the earlier this year it was super good super new sounding from even like what they were making in neo theater which was just last year so definitely check out ajr uh on netflix the new 13 reasons why season is out so season four holy shit get ready let's see what happens in season four uh, that show like changed the world like seasons one and two. So uh, we'll see what how it goes. Um, another show. I thought I had another one. Did I? Did I? Let me see. Um, oh, yeah. Space Force with Steve Carell. So Steve Carell basically like directed and produced this mock on the 2020 Space Academy Force that Trump made. And it's super funny because it's Steve Carell and he just plays like, you know, like the Michael Scott kind of character who's just very like dumb and witty and funny. And it's just really good. It has an all star all star cast in it. Um, Fred Willard, who just suddenly passed or just passed away um, within the last couple months, he is in it. So it's cool to see him doing basically his final role as an actor. And yeah, Space Force check it out 13 reasons why season four holy shit here we go uh as always let me know of any shows or any new music that i should be listening to i absolutely love that kind of shit people always reach out and tell me about new artists to listen to and i love it so much fun so cool uh and yeah thank you guys so much for listening uh we're about to just jump right into this interview or sit down i keep calling it a fucking interview but it's not with christian also known as choff uh he's a dj in the grand rapids area He's worked for uh, iHeartRadio, uh, being a host and a radio DJ there. And he's done many, many festivals and many incredible shows at Ferris State University from where he graduated. And yeah, he's a great dude, great guy. Good laughs, good story, good kid. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And here's the interview with Christian Hoffer, better known as Choff. Thank yes. Uh, let's hope this goes. Let's let's hope this goes better than all of my family Zoom meetings. Yes, so far. And I've never I've never <laughs> had a Zoom meeting, so I don't know how <laughs> I don't know what to expect or anything. Like literally, all my professors and stuff, they would post Zoom meetings. Never joined one of them. Still passed though. Nico, I'm genuinely I'm genuinely shook that we've been in quarantine for like three months now, and you haven't had a single <laughs> Zoom meeting. And also, I kind of want to be you, dude. I've avoided it at <laughs> all costs. I was like. I am not <laughs> going to make an account. Everyone was like, Zoom happy hours, Zoom this, Zoom proposals, Zoom engagement parties, Zoom bridal showers. And I'm just like, not interested at all. Like, Here's the thing. They're, they're great and they're fun and like what an excellent way to keep in touch with people. But the big thing is, is like, you know how a lot of times you'll be in a room with people and people will try to talk at the right. same time. Now, Zoom has like a slight delay. So when you get 16 people on a Zoom meeting, I swear to you, it is like 15 times louder than like Christmas dinner with your annoying right. aunts. You right. know what I'm saying? Like it just, 
it escalates to unprecedented levels of debauchery when it comes to what people are <laughs> screaming over each other and saying and all of mine end up just being like oh have you seen this tv series i'm like no aunt susan i don't watch tv <laughs> no aunt susan i didn't watch the 700 club all right stop asking yeah sorry i haven't i haven't kept up with american idol since 2005 <laughs> all right i can't relate i'm uh, sorry i do love ryan seacrest um, though dude ryan seacrest the goat never ages never <laughs> ages uh hardest working man in america dude, hardest working man so yeah you've been in so you've been in quarantine in grand rapids since march correct that's when Basically, that's when it all started because yeah. we had that baby concert kind of the week before everything shut down yeah, I didn't even show. I literally got in that concert and I was like, you know what? I, I can't be here. I got to go. I didn't even, I literally didn't even stay for 10 minutes. I walked inside and I, you I were so, so much fast. smarter I was, than everyone else. I was just embarrassed of uh, the baby. Good show, though. I, uh, Not a, I shouldn't say I wasn't embarrassed of the baby. I was embarrassed of myself. I had better yeah. things to do with my time. I went home and made pasta. <laughs> Dude, that's way better. Dude, the baby's concert, it was good, but like it was very bad at the same time. Like minimal production minimal like you know just like didn't really typical rap concert you know yeah love love the baby oh yeah for sure year. for sure like the baby it's the baby's year my favorite ad lib of all time is <laughs> that ain't the baby that's my baby <laughs> that's what <laughs> yeah I, I almost feel bad for him though because he's got one of those names that like when you're you know 35 pushing 40 you're gonna be like why did i pick yeah yeah like the baby <laughs> like little dicky like i think i mean little dicky i make it makes sense because right and i think eventually he's gonna have to change he, or not have to i think he's eventually just gonna change it to dave would you agree yeah uh for his music probably you don't not, think so just because it's like i mean maybe but it, you know it's it's very it's one of those names that just like it, it kind of fits his whole brand, right. his whole moniker. Right. Me. I mean, obviously everyone knows his name. Right. Now. You know, if you watch the show, right. you, gotta, you, you, you watch that season finale <laughs> where he says, you know, on the, you see me on the street, call me LD. <laughs> Hi, my name is. And then it flips that last scene. Fire ass yeah. closing, yes. by the way. I'm just saying. Yes. But, <laughs> Dude, it was, but everyone knows his name. It was now. an amazing was show. I love that show. Oh my it was God. so good. I the my take on the show right now is I'm jealous of the people who are just now deciding to watch it because I was watching it as they were coming out. So were my roommates and I, um, and we were like, you know, you get 25 minutes of it, and then it it always ends on this high note, and it's always just like, right, oh! right, right. <laughs> you gotta wait a whole week for it. Right, yeah, I binged it. The 90s again, bro. You gotta wait for a show. <laughs> yeah, we're spoiled as shit now. Me, I watched the entire <laughs> show in fucking two hours. <laughs> Not even literally, <laughs> but it was so good, dude. How has hilarious like Grand Rapids been this last two weeks? Uh, dude, honestly, um, not great. I'm sure you heard about the riots mm -hmm. and everything. So, um, what started as a very powerful, peaceful protest ended up being um, one of the worst looting and you know overall acts of violence that have happened during all of this i mean um grand rapids got hit so bad i'm not kidding you i walked downtown uh just a couple of days ago and i was, I was looking around at everything and uh, over all of the main streets there's really not one building that didn't get at least a window smashed out of it um the 
the whole downtown, especially right in front of the police station, was so badly looted and damaged. Um, there's a lot of videos of it. If you search Grand Rapids riots on YouTube, you can kind of get a visual for it. Um, a lot of people were down there documenting it. But, man, it's a heavy time for everyone and especially for Grand Rapids right now. Like, Grand Rapids has uh, has really been feeling the effects mm-hmm. of all this. And it's funny. It's almost It's almost – allowed me to recategorize what I even think of Grand Rapids as you know before I was kind of like oh this is a small town nothing bad really happens here you know growing up in the Detroit area where crime is so much more prevalent not saying Detroit's all right. crime just saying you know it happens a lot more because it's a bigger mm-hmm. city a bigger market um but after seeing this wow I man it's it's dude yeah it's oh, real it's, out here it's real man it's, it's real how's it going oh, by dude, you dude it was you know uh i came back this past weekend from camping uh from friday to sunday and in between those two days friday to sunday salt lake city turned into like a complete war zone i got back sunday and i was reading some dude showed up and was like uh, like threatening to shoot people with like a bow and arrow and shit like that like yeah and he wasn't even from utah he was he drove from cali that same day where he was walking around with a knife in California, threatening people. And he drove to Utah and started shooting bow and like pointing bow and arrows at people. And then it, it wasn't like in terms of looting, I didn't see too many buildings get hit. There were things that got destroyed, like signs and some statues in the city and stuff. Uh, but over the next two days, like after that, like I walked on Tuesday, we walked from downtown to the Capitol building and it was super peaceful. And then like, it was scary as shit, dude. Like the, the, uh, Capitol was, is on a hill in Utah and they got this giant speaker and they played this like automated message, basically sounded like the purge message. And it was like, there is an 8 PM curfew. All violators of this 8 p.m. curfew will be arrested with like no subject, whatever. And then like they kept playing it and then just kept playing like all night, like 30 minutes to an hour. They just kept playing it and playing. It It was so ominous. Like it was like, are you guys threatening us? Like what is like what's about to happen? And then they came over. Cops came over and basically like said they're not going to do anything until 815 getting more people to leave and stuff. And then, then, then they started to arrest people and stuff. It was crazy. It was, it's crazy, dude. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah. Like the curfews are wild. I mean, every, everything going on is wild, obviously, but um, it, it's extremely like startling to me how all of a sudden they can just decide to put this curfew in place. And I feel like those curfews really like escalate. For sure. Things, like, a for lot sure. Worse. Cause that's what I heard here in, in Grand Rapids. Um, like when seven o'clock hit that day that they had the curfew in place, they essentially, it was, it was like a free yeah, for all for yeah. police. Like they were, they were free to arrest anyone just for existing. Literally dude. Um, and that's a scary place to be in, in our world. Yo, you know I mean? Dude, I, I, those videos of like the, the police, like shooting that man point blank in Grand Rapids, like, like yeah. just so strange dude. But like, through all of this and like over the last like week, 12 days, like shit is starting to change little by little. So, I mean, it's been an amazing like thing to see, like, like all these protests and how passionate everyone's been and all 
of like our generation going out and like supporting and starting all of these uh marches and protests and all that like it's so exciting to see like what our generation's about to do because like we're not taking shit anymore i feel like it's crazy to see people come together like during this time too you know i mean for the rebuild of a lot of these cities especially like here the the rebuild almost brought out more people than the the violence itself Mm -hmm. did um, which is really cool and like there's there's like all these artist collaborations going on to like keep the downtown looking fresh and i mean even just online you know seeing people come together mm-hmm. is like so so powerful um and it's like it almost feels like for once more people uh, obviously there are people who disagree or this wouldn't be an issue but like it seems like now more than ever like people are agreeing with each other at least the people oh, that i'm surrounded sure. by you know what i mean i mean obviously pe- there's there's people who are racist and they suck um but like we're really starting to see now just like you know just how many people from our generation like really do share the same beliefs oh yeah oh yeah i mean there's people coming out and saying stuff that like even like i would have never expected to you know like are are sharing a, a part of their story or like sharing what they believe and stuff and it's like almost refreshing you know to hear from like those quiet people you know and like everyone having the same opinion and just like wanting a change in the world you know so it's it's cool it's been it's been really cool to be a part of this like moment in history you know and like i feel like we've had a lot of those within the last couple months in the world obviously but like it's crazy and it's wild i recorded I recorded this little Instagram video right before we got on because um, I hadn't really, I mean, I've, I've made some posts and, you know, like I did the, the silent Tuesday and everything. And I, I've been going to the rallies um, out here and peacefully protesting with, you know, a lot of my um, neighbors and stuff, but I really feel like a lot of the issues that we feel in our world are coming from just people like not showing up for each other. And I posted this little rant um, just because it, it really, I think showing up is like the number one way that we alleviate like tensions in the world. And I don't mean showing up, like just physically being there. I mean, like showing up for one another, like when you're, you know, when you're in a park and you're walking by someone like smile at right. them. When you go to a restaurant and uh, you know you have a waiter or a waitress and they're they're serving you, like show up for them, like be nice to them, start conversations right. with them. Like people, people are people too. I know it sounds so obvious to say that, but like I feel like so much of what we have, like our tensions in our world, are from people just ignore, like trying to ignore each other as most they can, and it's like you know, I think a lot of these people who are super racist might feel differently if they took time out of their day to like ask people how their day right. is going. You know what I mean? And it's like, it doesn't have to be anything major. It could be so simple as like in the, you know, 20 seconds while the, the gas station worker is like ringing up your gas, just be like, how's your day going? And you're like, you know anything cool this right. weekend? Or like, you know, what's your plans for when you get out of here? Like, the littlest thing can spark a conversation. Mm-hmm. You never know. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm actually going to pick my fantasy football team. And you can right. start a conversation about that. I couldn't because I suck at sports and I don't know anything <laughs> about them. But, like, the point, is, the point is, like, you know, it's those, those little, little moments, moments yeah. that just carry so much weight and they add mm-hmm. up. And, like, I think if we start 
focusing on that, focusing on how we can impact our world in those moments, like the sooner we really build like a brighter tomorrow for the next yeah. generation, like this whole, this whole, oh, I'm in too much of a rush to talk to people thing. Like it's just, it's killing right. us. I, I think I, I love that. And I definitely, I'm, I haven't seen your rant yet, so I can't wait to go watch it, but it's so passionate to see you a white kid want that change in the world for everybody and it's like so hard for people or like i don't get why it's so hard for people just to understand that like why is this like even like a debate you know what i'm saying you know like why is it so hard for people to like grasp that like i saw a tweet earlier it was like why is debating racism a thing at all like why is it so hard for us to just move on from it you know so it's just so it's just crazy, man. Like, it's just, it's, I, I agree. Everyone needs to just be nicer to each other in the, in the moments and realize that we're all humans and we all are just happy and grateful to be here and be alive. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I mean, Hey, literally all we have is each literally. other. <laughs> I know literally. It's, it's obvious, but like, I, it's, it's, it's I wild, just, man makes for a tough tomorrow if we if we try to ignore that i mean it's funny too because i almost feel like the it's very uh what's the word i'm looking for it's very like special or important that like the whole quarantine coronavirus pandemic came before this because everyone was so much in a rush right before, right like our world was flying off the handle for mm -hmm. so long gotta be here gotta be there got this going on that like you know maybe for a while we didn't have time mm -hmm. for each other but now we do right <laughs> so now that we have right. time for each other it's like we're all doing the same and thing I, I know, we're all fucking quarantined yeah and i know i know the quarantine's the quarantine's ending but ultimately we all know now what it feels like to have our world put on hold literally um so it's like i don't know how can you take that energy and you know use it to make a, a yeah an impact on speaking the of the world being on hold for the last four months you've obviously with uh that and being a gig worker like me everything shut down so now four months has gone by what are you most excited to do once this is over um i mean i'm still kind of processing all of that mm -hmm. to be honest like i'm i um I am excited to get back DJing. I am excited to, you know, get back in groups of people. Um, but I also like have a whole different outlook on like pace now, kind of like yeah. what I was touching yeah. on a second ago, because I was like, I was, you know, I was very grateful to be at, working at this pace, but I was like very busy for a bunch mm -hmm. of years. Um, like very busy, like, you know, here, there and everywhere driving to and from Grand Rapids, Detroit, doing shows all the time, which was like super awesome. But like throughout all of this, I've gotten to really step back from work and focus on, step back. Okay. I'll say it like this. Step back from chaff and focus Christian. on Christian, yes. which is me. Yes. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I almost don't even want to say that like what it is that I'm like excited for after this, obviously like, you know, I just, we all just want our lives back, but like ultimately like I'm really just grateful that I had this time to be able to step back and be able to, you know, do things I haven't done in years. Like I've man over the past few months, I've been like writing in my journal every right. day and I've been writing and I've been like spending time with people, not because I'm working and because I have to, or because, you know, I'm getting paid to be there, but because like, 
the, the people I do see, it's because I like genuinely care about yeah. them and I want to be there with them. And, um, man, I just like, I'm ever so grateful that we had this time while, yeah, it came under rough circumstances. Like I'm very, very grateful that we had the ability to like feel what it feels like for things to just chill for a little yeah, bit. Dude. You know what I mean? Cause none of us, we all worked so hard. I mean, you know, why would we slow down? Like that's counterproductive. Right. And I've, I've, I, you know, I, I almost never say no to anything unless it's like, you know, morally wrong or if it's outside of my, my yeah. price range, I, I almost say no to that. I, I don't say right. no to anything. So it's like, it's nice to not have to say yes to everything yeah. all the time for, for once and to be able to just focus on myself there. How about you? I think dude, I mean, going off what you said, I think the brightest people and the most intelligent and the creative people took this three months of chill and used it to, like you said, better themselves holistically, like everywhere. Just so when you come out of this, you don't feel like you have to keep up with the world again. Like you're going to be growing with the world as it's like opening up again, you know? And like, that's super cool, man. That's awesome to hear that. Like you use that time to kind of just really focus on yourself because I'm sure, you know, a lot of people, who use this time to like kind of wallow in their sorrows and like wallow in their like, like loneliness and stuff like that. And it's just like, everyone should, should use this time to kind of, you know, like grow with that, like grow themselves, you know? So it's like cool to hear that you did that. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, man, you know, and, and one of the, the number one things that I kind of like promised myself as this was all unfolding is like, you know, I'm, I, I can't ever judge someone for how they react to a moment like this because like ultimately it was such an unprecedented mm -hmm. thing that like there is no right or wrong way to react. Like, well, yeah, a lot of the time I did want to work on myself. Like there were definitely days where I'm like, okay, like I'm going to sit in bed and like watch Bojack. <laughs> Just like dumb things like that. Right. You know what I mean? And like, um, I have seen a lot of people really step up their game, you know, and a lot of people have been taking, you know, DJs have been taking to social media to do their, you know, their shows and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of artists who have, um, you know, taken to, like more time off to kind of focus on their own things. But the biggest thing that I wanted to like get out of this is like, you know, acceptance and like love and like appreciation for like any situation yes. that anyone is in. Because like, I, I know, I mean, I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure most people listening to this can relate. It's like some days you're so motivated and other days you're like, you feel the weight of the world on you. Right. It's okay. Yes. I mean, it's like, it's kind of however you choose to balance right. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you drinking a LaCroix? Yeah, baby. You're, this is what quarantine got me hooked on LaCroix. <laughs> You're a big LaCroix guy now? Yeah, I never was before, but like, this is like, when I drink this, I feel like I'm drinking a beer or something and it's like hydrating <laughs> and it's not full of sugar. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'll be honest, man. Like I started drinking like every day at the beginning of right. quarantine just because I was like here and like, it was just fun and it was, yeah. like, why not? And that shit is not good no, for you. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Public service announcement. Josh says drinking is not good for you, ladies and gentlemen. So, so my thing was, I'm like, all right, so I'll at least, I'll get some LaCroix. So that way, if just like, it became to a while where it was like, I just want a cold can to drink. Yeah. Out of. I didn't even care. I didn't even care that it was, right. I was just like, it's a cold, I, I don't buy soda. I don't, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't yeah. drink that shit. So it was like, 
I just was like, you know what? I just want to crack a cold can of something and just sip it. And LaCroix was your option. Were you going for, okay. If you wanted like the beer taste kind of, would you have gotten maybe like a non-alcoholic beer? I would never do that in a million years. I'm not. Okay. Okay, So you wouldn't get a Heineken zero. (laughs) Hell no. That is disgusting. That's they say you can drink that like while driving because it's not beer. Yeah. Those are for genuine alcoholics who like need hops, like their body, like will literally be like, they will go into some sort of relapse or not relapse, but uh, withdrawal. withdrawal if they don't yes. have hops. Yeah. Oh my God. They're, you know what I mean? So those are for addicts. Fuck. What's the other yeah, one? O'Tools? 100%. O'Tools? Do you ever drink an O'Tools? Yeah. O'Tool. Yo, funny story. Actually, uh, my girlfriend Hannah and I were like at a bar probably like a couple months ago. And she orders in O'Toole's, like not knowing that uh, <laughs> that it was non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> she probably got it. She's like, "Wow, this tastes so good! Wow, I've drank four of these and I'm not tipsy." I think they were, I think they like made her do a double. They were like, "Wait, are you sure that's not alcoholic?" <laughs> she was like, "Oh, oh. I'm sorry." <laughs> uh, I just saw it was the cheapest. What did you did you okay? Well, like when you were DJing the fraternities and stuff back in the good old days, did you drink? Oh, when man. you were DJing or no? Oh, dog. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, I liked to drink while I DJed until I started getting gigs that required me to drink right. at the bar. Okay. Like once, I think what really stopped me from drinking at DJ gigs was the residency at Electricity, right. um, which I had in 2018. I was there like every Saturday and after electricity i was living in grand rapids my parents live over in like south line where i grew mm-hmm. up still so um pretty much you know almost either way i would have to drive at least an hour after i dj i would either stay with them usually occasionally i'd stay with a friend who lived closer but i still have right. to drive you know so i'm like a grown-up now i can't be drinking and driving yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. so um so yeah that, that's what really stopped me but yeah back in the day the frat life bro there's I'm sure if you scroll through my Facebook, there's some posts that I missed deleting that I'm like soft <laughs> at a at a party. Um, Were you DJing. ever paranoid about your equipment? Dude, honestly, there was one. Well, there was. Well, there was like yeah, a handful yeah, of times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there was, there was one time like I don't even want to go too into details because I'll incriminate myself. But like, let's just say like. I was a freshman and I was doing what freshmen do, which is like drink a lot. And um, I had all of my equipment at this house party. And like, it was these dudes who ended up, uh, they lived at the house and they, this was like before I had pledged the fraternity. I I did join the frat life. Um, And they were in the fraternity. I ended up pledging, which was Pike. Shout out Pike at Ferris because it's cooler than all the other ones. Not as (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, and these guys, like, they, this is before I really knew them that well, though. And they, like, pulled me aside and they were like, yo, all this gear you have here and how drunk you are, like, it'd be so easy to just steal everything from you right now. Like, anyone yeah. could do that. Do you realize that? Do you realize the risk you're putting yeah. yourself at? And they kind of gave me a talking to. Didn't learn my lesson yeah, that dude. day. But uh, I definitely um, I definitely made sure I was at least sober enough to where I could carry my equipment to my right. car. <laughs> and then move my car yes. out of that spot. Yes. <laughs> I was so OCD and paranoid that I, when I joined the frat life, I joined the frat life kind of because I was like, I really want to DJ because I love to DJ, but like no one knew who I was on campus and stuff. And like at Grand Valley, 
it's like if you want to like kind of know people i guess that's what you're going for you could join a frat so i did and then like i got super paranoid at parties because like you know everyone likes to touch the flashing buttons and everybody likes to touch the play button and everybody likes to lean on your shoulder and like everyone likes to set their drinks down so it was like i, I used to get so paranoid and then finally one time this girl knocked like an entire beer over on one of my decks and i freaked out so i told myself like i can't drink when i'm perform when i'm performing or i'm doing anything yeah i um i know that feeling oh so well there was one embarrassing time i guess i could share that i uh i was a little tipsy mm -hmm. all right i'm gonna try to make this story as short winded yes. as possible because it is it, it, i get bogged down <laughs> in the details whenever i tell it but <laughs> so uh we're djing at the pike house at ferris it's basically like a big rectangular room if you've ever been in the house it's the main it's the main room there um and they had this huge like table that they use as the stage. Basically you, you're pretty high up on, it. I mean, it's a good like two and a half <laughs> foot table you're up on. Uh, so we had three DJs, right? I was like far left. My buddy from Ferris was in the middle. And then my buddy from my hometown, uh, South Lion, his name's Hans play. Good dude. Great friend of mine. He was all the way to the right. So, uh, my buddy in the middle, his name was DJ. Ironically, he's a DJ. His name was DJ. So DJ, uh, DJ, like, house was packed, right? There were girls dancing on the corner of the table. I had it, like, I was dancing with some girl behind the right. booth. There was, like, I mean, probably three, 400 people, like, in front of us at this moment. And DJ's like, yo, I'm about to go, like, find somebody to go to the bathroom, like, watch my stuff really quick. I'm like, oh, I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. So at this moment, my buddy Hans Play, who was all the way to the right, he was DJing, right? So I'm, like, dancing with this girl, like, not really thinking anything of it. And this girl walks up to me from the other side of the booth and she's like, Hey, I think I dropped my phone on the, on the ground there. I had it sitting here. Can you look for it? I'm like, Oh, for sure. I got you. I'm on my hands and knees looking for this girl's phone in a frat and party. Next thing I know at a frat party. Yeah. With like 400 people <laughs> in front of us. Next thing I know, my buddy DJ comes back. He's like, yo, where's my laptop? What? I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? And I look up and this girl is just gone and she straight up duped me tricked me to go on my hands and knees to look for her phone and snagged my buddy's laptop right out from under my nose that I was supposed to be watching. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and what? this was crazy too, because oh. this was the first, I was a freshman and this was the first time that I had actually had friends from my hometown, oh, like up no. to visit. And we're at this party. It's supposed to be super dope. And it was super dope. And then all of a sudden like tragedy strikes. And like, we like, I had to basically make an announcement. Like I had to first, I had to like, like rally up with all the people who were in charge of the party and be like, Hey, this happened. Like we need to search all these people. And basically like we stopped the party right there. All the lights got turned on. Every single person got like patted down on the walkout, which caused probably four or five right. fights at, at different doors around right. the house. Cause obviously no one wants to be searched out of a right. party. Um, and uh, long story short, I end up, we left that party, still didn't have it. I, I go to sleep in my dorm that night and I had made a, a couple of posts on Instagram and Facebook, just like, Hey, I had this laptop stolen. Um, you know, if you, if you hear anything about it, please let me know. And I had been DJing. I was only at college probably for, you know, a couple of months at this point, but I had been DJing every weekend. So like a lot of people knew, like they knew me and they mm -hmm. knew, you know, I was, I was the always at the parties and it was always popping. Um, 
So the girl who stole the laptop bragged to my good friend's girlfriend about having made off with this laptop. She saw my Facebook post and texted me about it. And she was like, Hey, I know who stole your laptop or whatever. So I get this girl's number, right? right? I just call, I just call her, called her up. Like this is probably nine the next morning. Uh, I don't want to say her name because no, no, yeah, yeah. You don't need to, yeah. But needless to say, I called her up and I was like, "Hey, I know you stole that laptop last night. Will you please bring oh. it back?" And she brought it back. Oh wow! She brought it after after wiping it clean. What? She wiped it clean. She wiped it clean, and I mean, this literally like it probably got stolen at one thirty a.m., maybe one a.m. and she brought it back around nine or 10 next morning and had wiped it clean. Um, and the rumors were that like uh, they had stolen a bunch of iPhones that night too. And they got tracked to their house. So by the time I called her, she was like freaking out and was just like, wanted all of it off of her hands. Oh my God. Um, but yeah. And then I think I'm pretty sure I, cause I ended up giving her number to my friend whose laptop it was. And I was like, you know, let her have it. Have, have yeah, her, like figure it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Figure it out. Like, yeah. I don't know. And he, I'm pretty sure you ended up getting a bunch of money out of her because um, she like, you know, deleted programs that were expensive and things like that. But that was the one time where I was like, dude, I was, I, sh- I just should have been paying more attention. Oh. Alcohol was like, likely a huge. Thing <laughs> <to> <laughs> That's so that. funny, dude. That's so crazy. Do you, yeah. do, do you remember, man? I just had a little seizure there. Uh, how we met or no? Uh, I think a breakaway. I think it was. It? it had to have been 2018 breakaway, I think. Yeah. And I don't know how we ended up getting in contact. Well, I kind of do, because I think pretty sure good old boy Jay Miami gave me your number or put us in a chat or something. I think so too. Yeah, it was when uh when Glow in the Park was in the right. Shout, Shout out. out Glow in the Park. Yep. Was that your first like? time on a main stage or no like a main stage set no okay no um i had been i had been blessed to uh do a lot of really cool stuff when i was um at really so i had gotten to open for yeah so um i got a lot of main stage sets there just because i was like one of the only djs on campus that took it seriously right you weren't just like a frat um, dj yeah, yeah. So at Ferris, I got to like, I opened for Zed's Dead on a main stage there. I opened for Lupe Fiasco. I opened for Big Crit. I opened for uh, Mayor Hawthorne was on that show too. Um, so yeah, I'd been blessed with some cool shows there. And then um, I had also, you know, been working for SNX yes. and iHeartRadio for about a year at that time. So um, I had opened for like Ludacris and TI at um, the yep. show there. I'd done like, some stuff with 20 Monroe in the intersection at that time. So uh, that wasn't my first, but that was definitely, you know, a super, super awesome opportunity that kind of brought us together. It did. I think, yeah, I think it brought us, if anything, it brought our friendship even closer because we got to hang out for a majority of that day. And when you look back at the card, we got a pretty, we got a pretty cool like poster, you know, to like, remember that like we did that festival, you know, when you look at who's on it and stuff, like, where Elenium is now, like who cheat codes are, Cash Cash is always respected. London on the track is always respected. Like, it's cool to like kind of see that and to be able to share that with you. You ever like get that like when yeah. you look at like a poster, like 
you know, look at like a, a festival lineup that your name's on and stuff. And you're like, I, you know, like at the end of the day, like I did that, like I was happiest, like fuck that I got to experience that. Do you ever like get that feeling? Oh, for sure, man. It's, I mean, Hey, listen, every single event that I get to be a part of, I think is a yes. thing, you know, and when you get, when you get talent buyers, uh, like Miami and like, uh, you know, stick who helped yep. that whole thing. When you get, when you get them to put together such an amazing, just roster like that, you know, it's, it's humbling and it's amazing to be a part of that. And, um, I learned a lot through that too. Cause I got to help, um, with like the production side of it. I helped do the whole silent disco. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, that was like, yeah, a lot of blood, sweat mm-hmm. and tears, um, on my side too, which, you know, man, I'm just ever yeah. so grateful whenever, you Absolutely. Know, whether it's something like that, whether it's even breakaway being a part Absolutely. of that. Awesome Absolutely. Absolutely. like, man, it's doing the, it's an how was, uh, ending the year 2019, you got to do the Porter show. You got to be on main stage at Porter. That was awesome. And I remember talking to you a, yeah. before, like a month and a half before we were in your studio at SNX and we talked about, wow, when you got the opportunity and how excited you were. And we never got to talk about after. So like after how big of a feeling was that for you? That was one of my favorites because, um, in that set, I got to really do what I wanted to do. And that, that might sound crazy for a lot of DJs and a lot of artists, but like, ultimately, like I am a working DJ. I'm a money-making right. DJ. People book me because they want me to keep a dance floor going and they know I can. And a lot of that requires playing mm-hmm. hits and requires a Throwbacks. formula that I've kind yeah. of, you know, I've kind of, yeah, I've kind of like, you know, grown to, to learn how to right. navigate. And I, I think what made that set really special for me was I didn't focus on keeping a dance floor right. going. I just kept, I kept a vibe that I had in my head and the whole set was essentially, you know, spelling out this vibe that I, I kind of thought yeah. of. And I don't get to do that as much as a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are, they take the pro- DJ producer route, which is, is right. awesome. Um, and that stuff's so cool when you get to do that. But uh, a lot of, you know, what has allowed me to, to progress has been, you know, kind of being that, that, uh, personality kind of, kind of, yeah. You know, personality and just kind of yeah, crowd pleasing. Yeah, um, and I love yeah. it. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I think there's a cool way that you can navigate it. And I, I, I've really made that Absolutely. my own, but that was really dope to just not have to do that. And just to be, you know, to work with PSG is always an honor. I love yep. those guys. And, um, especially when it's, you know, a lineup with, uh, you know, freaking yeah. Porter and the Porter 17, um, uh, 1788. Yeah. And yeah, dude. That's, yeah. it was, it was really cool. So cool, man. That's, that's an awesome feeling. And yeah, like that's, that's, I guess what we live for, you know, any, any moment that we get to either showcase what we're feeling or what vibe we want to give off in a solo setting rather than a crowd setting is always so f- more fun. You know, it's just different. It's a different feeling of DJing. Yeah, how was that for you, man? You got to play the silent. Dude, I mean, I I love. It was a vibe. I was kicking. I love the silent discos, man. Like I remember getting my first one at Breakaway, and I really didn't know what silent discos were at the time, and being able to do them throughout all the festivals in Michigan that I've done, as well uh, as well as doing like the main stage at Glow in the Park, it's just like, I don't know, silent disco. It's it's a very intimate kind of thing because you can't really hear anything besides whatever you're playing. So having your friends and stuff come out there and like getting to like play whatever you want to people's ears and like giving a whole vibe, like you said, is 
it's awesome, man. And yeah, like being at to do it for Porter Robinson's uh, show, to be able to do it for Breakaway and Prime and uh, Glow in the Park and all that, like that's whatever I ever wanted to be as a DJ. Like I get gratification and being able to do those kind of things, you know? Yeah. And I imagine, you know, it it kind of goes a long way for you to doing the the color runs and stuff. Cause one thing that I love about um, what I do, which is very similar to what you do is the, we get to interact with crowds who don't aren't necessarily there just for the right. music. You know what I mean? And I think that's like a really fun position to be in. Like a lot of, a lot of the DJs play for crowds who are coming to see dubstep. They're coming for playing for crowds who are coming to see right. house. Like the crowd is there for one thing and that's like super dope. But um, you know, you doing the color runs and stuff like that's kind of cool. Cause you're just essentially playing for people who came to do right, a run. Right. Right. Yeah. They come with no expectations. And I think that's, what's kind of the coolest part is that every city that I go to and every uh, little set that I get to do, I can do it. And however I want and play whatever I want and know that like the people, yeah, maybe they won't like the song that I'm playing, but they're not necessarily paying attention or critiquing me but it's always the best to like have a crowd, you know, just dancing, jumping up and down and just like having a good time for another reason, which is the run. They're there for the run, but being able to kind of give them a piece of me and like make it a little memorable on the music and the entertainment end. Like it's always so fun, dude. It's one of the coolest things. And I hope that uh, after this year, like 2020, like the remainder of them are canceled. They canceled 2020. So we'll see if 2021, they come back around. Uh, and if not, then, you know, just time to move on and be thankful for all those memories and find, find the next one, you know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Choff, is there anything that you want to, uh, promote? What are you doing? What's that last episode of the Choff cast that you just released? People need to check out. What is it? Oh, baby. <laughs> Uh, so the last episode of the Chofcast is, uh, it was a really special one to me. It took me about a year to put the whole thing together. Um, but it was a podcast that I did with uh, my friend Kevin Carita, who was one of the founders. He was a partner and he was the operations director for Up North Music Festival, um, which was a big festival in Michigan, um, which essentially had a, a decent run the first year. And the second year they launched a an even more massive lineup with like G Jones and Rez mm. headlining it, Lewis, the child. And uh, you can listen to the podcast to find out exactly how right. it all went down. But essentially the, the whole thing came crashing down just days before the festival was supposed to happen. Um, so that's super great. All you got to do to uh, find that is just search Choffcast, like C H O F F space C A S T um apple podcasts are on spotify um you can also get it on soundcloud or youtube as well but uh those those first two are absolutely um there's some other episodes on there too you know i try to have fun conversations that are uh you know have a good enlightening tone and kind of uh an overview of just like where people are at in the music scene and uh and other forms of entertainment so that's something to check out i also uh i host a night show every weeknight in canada um in Montreal on 94.7 Hits FM. So that's, it's really fun for me because I get to uh, talk to the awesome people of Montreal <laughs> from my own bedroom here in Michigan. And uh, 
you know, we play a lot of fun music on the show, so you can always uh, listen to me there. You're doing weekly uh, uh, mixes on Facebook Live too, right? I have been doing a lot of those. Um, I sort of pumped the brakes the past couple of weeks just because the world yes. has felt so yes. interesting. Um, but I, I do stream almost every day on the Meet Me app too, which is uh, it's a really fun app that I've been kind of working on um, or, or working with rather. Um, for dj sets and radio shows and things like that it's the cool app you should definitely check it out um it's like a live streaming platform that uh fortunately doesn't flag you for copyright like (laughs) absolutely absolutely Um, so yeah that's that's where you can check with me at hey choff h-e-y-c-h-o-f-f all social media Um, definitely check them out yeah man i'm just i'm just out here living and you know trying to trying to smile absolutely smile enthusiast as your bio says smile enthusiast you know someone someone's absolutely man well choff thank you so much for chatting you're a legend i miss yeah, you so much I miss I you too, to, buddy. We'll yeah hopefully uh we uh our paths cross again some way they can uh whether it's in the dj world or we get to hang out wherever it is can't wait for the next time likewise my friend thanks so much for I having absolutely me absolutely appreciate you homie I grew up in the age of Timberland and Pharrell shit